0: Pen and crooked, 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 crooked. Welcome back to uh, Hamster with a Blunt Pen knife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. Matt, you should have heard the first time I did that. Honestly, what a mouthful. Can
1: you say it for me now? Welcome back to Hamster with a Blunt Pen Life, the Doctor Who podcast. The uh, no. commentary podcast. <laughs> I knew I'd
0: forgotten. I'd say you did pretty well there thank you you're welcome don't 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 call us (laughs) we'll call you we'll let you know (laughs) Uh, although we have already we have already talked about the next story we're going to talk about but we'll drop that at the end of this um okay we are going into the time warrior episode three is this the one where there was a massive rating spike i seem to remember this story no 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 series uh, episodes one two and three had like hovered around six million and then episode four
1: leaps up to ten million. So it definitely aired around Christmas, didn't it? So I don't know whether I don't know whether it goes into the new year and kids go back to school and suddenly the ratings shoot up because it's business as usual and it was a bit down over Christmas because there was other stuff on mm. Christmas tea. I don't know.
0: Who knows? I'm but a bit intrigued. There though. are there are like weird aberrations like this. Power of crawl. Like one episode gets 12 million and the rest hover around sort of seven or eight. Um, mm. Ark in Space, one episode gets 13 million and the rest hover around sort of 10.
1: There's probably like a, a ITV power cut or something.
0: Maybe. Like that. Unless episode one of The Power of Crow was just that amazing that everyone was talking about it. Like, my God, there was a man in a monster costume threatening Mary Tam and she was screaming.
1: Well, wouldn't it be more like episode four of The Androids of Taro is Amazing, and loads of people tuned in to see the first episode of the next series, and then they saw it, and then they never bothered. <laughs> it. <No, no>, no, <laughs> but it's episode two that had the spike. It's very strange. Well, oh, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, as you think here, like it would be between episode one and two, wouldn't you, with the monster reveal, where everyone would be like...
1: Yeah. Well, I'm intrigued now, because Power of Crawl was like... Di- didn't it get trailed and um sort of talked about having the biggest monster ever in Doctor yeah. Who maybe that as maybe John that Leeson works. says
0: it's a daddy <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um <laughs> on that note um shall we skip into episode three of the Time Warrior uh, yes let's I think we better before I we we're... go down
1: the dark path <laughs> yeah
0: very dark path <laughs> in five and a four and a three and a two, and a one. Let's go, Ace. Here we go. Right. Oh, mine's not playing. Now mine's playing. Into the great tunnel of. De- oh no, I've got to stop saying that.
1: I think I've synced up with you.
0: So, as far as I'm aware, Barry Letts and Terence Dicks were making, or oh, sorry, preparing to make moonbase 3 when yeah. this season
1: was being made well we should do moonbase 3 i've got that on dvd i've never seen it is it any good i've never seen it i have got it on dvd what do you mean you've got it on dvd and you've never seen it it's just one of those that i got because i knew barry and terence had oh done it um do you know what we should do
0: i'll buy it and then we'll do a live commentary watching it for the first time i I, I hear it's it's not heads in our hands it's not great i hear long silences (laughs) as we're trying to figure out what the hell's going on
1: what what's happening why 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 is everyone just standing (laughs) away Oh, look, there's Kai from The Mutants. I know he's I, thought, there. I, thought, I find that, like, really weird that they're just standing outside that window. Because if you've ever been to a castle, they don't really have windows like houses, you know, in the <laughs> room where you can yeah. just go. In <laughs> fact, Barry Letts, the...
0: on the commentary, right, Barry Letts is scathing about that shot. He says that is an old-fashioned children's television shot where you've got two people behind peeking in through the window like behind the people talking.
1: Outside, where, where is the window supposed to be? God, no. Maybe think, they craw- have crawled up on the ramparts. I don't know.
0: Let's be The joking. No, no, but the the inference is that they're quite high as well. So what the mm. hell are they standing on? Yeah. A
1: big box. Maybe a step ladder. Yeah. Oh, there's I love this a line in fire. A second.
0: From Sarah, where she goes, This isn't a rescue, doctor, it's a capture. Here we go. You know, you know who Hal the Archer is, don't you? Jeremy Bullock, Boba
1: Fett. Aye. Although not anymore. What do you mean? Because he, well, so I think it's still him in the costume, um, but they've redubbed all of the um, classic the sort of original Star Wars films with uh guy who plays Boba Fett in the prequels and, or he plays Jango Fett in the prequels and he now plays Boba Fett in um, uh, The Mandalorian. Can so I the ask... guy who plays all the clones, basically. The Can I ask you a girls. question? Why the hell
0: doesn't George Lucas just <laughs> leave it alone? Because <laughs> oh,
1: it's his... Yeah... I sort of, I I know where you're coming from. Like he's like J.R.R. Tolkien, though, who just kept revising the Silmarillion for his entire life because it's his it's his whole world that he's created. And I think, yeah, I I, I think I think he goes too far with it. But it it's interesting. He, it's his thing, isn't it? Is um. <laughs>
0: Are you, are you a big Star Wars fan? I, I only saw them for the first time last year.
1: I, I, I do like Star Wars, yes. What <clears throat> do you I think?
0: Do. Compare and contrast the production values of the Time Warrior and the Mandalorian.
1: Well, they both feature men wearing masks. Oh, they, they do. striding around on missions. So I, I would say they're almost <laughs> exactly the same. Almost indistinguishable. <laughs> I think if you put if you put this and an episode of Mandalorian um, side by side, I think a child of the twenty first century would struggle to distinguish any difference.
0: <laughs> bit like bit like the uh, the Dalek duplicate in the chase, indistinguishable <laughs> yeah, exactly from the like real him. thing. <clears throat> Although I'm, um, you know what, I'm going to say something a bit um, unfriendly about the Mandalorian now this is very charming and very funny oh, i found that really dull
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> Ooh. not a lot I mean, happened I, I, there was it was very very pretty but not a lot seemed to happen
1: like um, i found the second season a little bit a little bit sort of draggy but the baby yoda just was so adorable i was just watching for that in the end I sw- oh, no, don't hurt, <laughs> baby Yoda.
0: And I, I, I sat on the edge the... of my
1: sofa all the way through every episode going, oh, baby Yoda, don't <laughs> let anyone hurt, baby Yoda. Were you doing and it exactly like that me. then? Because that was a... While I was doing it, that's exactly <clears throat> what I was doing. Um, and there's nothing in this. However much I like Sarah Jane, I'm not on the edge of my seat making no, I... goo-goo noises about Sarah Jane
0: she can handle uh,
1: herself whereas baby Yoda can't there is there is huge charm to this isn't there oh it's brilliant um I think and I think the doctor is now has now been re has now been united with the good characters and is sort of charming them and being very sophisticated and so Edward's looking a bit suspicious there um Mm -hmm. He's he's gradually winning them over He's gradually persuading Sarah Jane that he might be These wizards of warlocks were ever a treacherous breed
0: Do you know what? Did you hear what the Doctor just said? That he's baiting her again Especially for a member of the fairer sex (laughs) He's
1: definitely winding her up He's such a wind-up merchant Um, He reckons if he gets her angry He looks great in this, doesn't he? He just looks He looks like he belongs there. He just effortlessly... I think whenever blends he's into the,
0: hobnobbing gosh. with like royalty, he's just effortless, isn't he? Like in Peladon as yeah. well,
1: he is. He, he's, he's got such presence as an actor. He's so charismatic. Even when he's just sort of standing there, he's not... I don't think he's the best actor to play the Doctor. I don't, I don't think he's up there with Hartnell and Troughton, but... I think he's so. I mean, look at that little he's, smile. He's he's magnetic, so charming and but like, so
0: charismatic. I always want to watch him. And do you know what? I, yeah. I do. I think I don't think he's as good an actor as those two. No, I, I agree. He's got more presence than both of them.
1: He has. He has. And I think part parts of that's the way Troughton chooses to play the doctor. He chooses to play him as a. As a sort of slightly flitting around the edges of the screen, rather than being centre stage. Um, but do you but reckon, yeah, I think I think Kurt Weed's just. Do you reckon? The camera and, loves him.
0: Try, could have played the Doctor like this, commanding
1: like. I I I actually think he could because I think the way he plays Salamander oh, yeah, um, yeah. it's not a Doctorish role, but he's very commanding and central he's very commanding and sort of central in that. And he played Robin Hood on TV, which is not a sort of a, a side of screen role. That's a big... This big whole and scene
0: is so beautifully scripted between the two of them. I love I love how he punches the Time Lords again by calling them Galactic Ticket Inspectors. And I love how Sarah Jane
1: pulls it back to the domestic by saying oh, I could murder a cup of tea. He's, um, I, I love that he's putting to use, he's made his own little laboratory in this castle, so he's back doing what he loves, tinkering in his lab. But this is great, the two characters for the first time properly sitting down and having a chat. And I think it's, it's just beautiful. But The exposition's done in such a natural way, is so fun but they're equals in
0: this scene she's asking a lot of questions but they're playing it as equals whereas with joe and the third doctor i don't think it was till maybe somewhere in the middle of season nine where that started happening she was always yes. kind of deferring to him all the time
1: i think i think it's really interesting the way that barry Letts and um terence use joe through the three series that she's in so It's almost like the polar opposite of Sarah Jane, with with Joan in Series 8, she's very much just, she she doesn't get a great role, I don't think, in Series 8, because they don't really know what Katie Manning can do, and they just, they want someone who's a contrast to Liz, who just asks questions and gets into trouble, and then they work out, well, actually, Katie Manning... Sort of struck gold here. We could do more with her, and she gets more to do in season nine, and then she gets even more to do. Come Planet in of the Apes,
0: like they start opening episode of
1: that. It's her episode, yeah. isn't it? She she's running the show. And, and same with with the the Green Death. I mean, that's yeah. the Joe show for a good chunk of its runtime. I would so say like that's, her, that's awesome.
0: her her Goldie Horn story, where she's like, you know, no, it's time we call a halt, you know, to the slippery slope of. Whatever it is, like she's so dizzy, but she's so
1: charismatic. She, she, she's absolutely brilliant. And her and Pertwee are, for, for all that I, I always think of Pertwee and um, Sarah Jane as the classic Third Doctor partnership because of the Five Doctors and because that was my, yeah, my sort of formative experience of Pertwee. Pertwee and Katie Manning just go together as well. I think great cast. Barry Barry Letts. What a genius! He cast oh, genius. Casey Manning. He cast April Walker and then got rid of her and then cast Elizabeth Sladen. Cast Tom Baker. Ian, uh, cast Ian Martyr, Yeah. Um,
0: and, and, and he says, doesn't he, that he he went through like hundreds of girls to get to the right one. Mm. And both, <laughs> oh, <please. laughs> but um, in both cases, in, b- in both cases, he was completely exhausted by the end of those auditions yeah. because he went with the last, he went with the last girl. Like, yeah. oh, this is so, Did, he, uh, this whole sequence is this, so fun.
1: I'm because- no, sorry. I, I, I'm distracted because this, this is possibly my favorite scene in the entire Pertwee era it's it's on film which helps as you've already said for for Bromley. Um but look at the two of them. It's the camera's not focusing on the rest of Sir Edward's men. It's not a huge no. because there aren't any. It's not a huge battle scene from their point of view. It's Sarah peering over the battlements and then the doctor just I love this as he just like merrily tosses the stink bombs over his shoulder. There is no just, way, yep.
0: no way that they that those are, those ladders are reaching the top of those battlements. <laughs> no yeah. way!
1: But, it's
0: fairly rousing, isn't it? They're only a, a real castle or a folly. They've, we've got a lot of extras.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and you know, the, the, the long shot where you can see that there's not that many people in Iron Grom's band, yeah, you could argue he should have shot that more close up and then discard, shot more movement, got the smoke in already, so that you can't see how few of them You can nitpick about any old doctor. They had a budget they were working to, and it's how well they can use that. And this is fine. The
0: line in a minute where she goes, what is, what is it? Some form of gas. And he's like, gas? What do you take me for? No, it's yes. some sort of superior stink bomb. But woohoo, let's get Three out of here. and flashes through.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, the, the, the extra that's just the. What actor, I don't know, just um, shot an arrow, looks like he's wearing the worst Shirley Bass's cast-off wig, it's just I don't a, ter- know. <laughs> a terrible, terrible
0: costume I don't know if you noticed as well when nice. they were going up the ladders, all the extras that were standing around the ladder were all laughing their heads off, at, like the ridiculousness of what was going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Uh, and and, and then he like, takes a whiff with that big old nose of his and yeah.
0: Very mm-hmm. often I find Pertwee's time is considered like very worthy and with a message.
1: This is like just a romp, isn't it? It is. It's it's, it's, it's um it's funnier than pretty much any scripts until the brain of Morbius, I think. It's it's going for a monster villain, which is something that, the, that we were, doesn't typically do, but the on baby years with like Sue Tech and Morbius. Um, and um, Eldroud. you just get these sort of villains Broton, I guess, all, all of these monsters who are also proper characters rather than just representatives of their species. Um, got a historical setting, which for all that Robert Holmes said he didn't want to do it. Then becomes a bit of a thing for hinge cliff they go back into <laughs> earth history a lot more than they did um in the purple years because the bbc can do stuff like this really really well they've got all of the costumes and props um to do it i find the and the, the robert Holmes he writes
0: like fantastically memorable dialogue but it's very like fruity dialogue it's very it uh, what's the word florid maybe would be the right word and within this setting within a historical setting he's just ripe to be let off the leash and some of yeah. the lines he gives these characters it's so
1: it's incredibly quotable stuff uh, it's the same with talons he, he's yeah. brilliant at giving his villains, these really over-the-top rants, like Mor- Morbius, th- even a sponge has more life than <laughs> <Yeah>. I, am Morbius! <laughs> reduced to this, a condition where I envy a vegetable.
0: Oh, watch Pertwee in this scene where he's like tossing
1: the food over his shoulder, trying to fit in, look it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, he's He's clocked so he's clocked, uh, Edward do it and he does it uh... himself. And that, that's, you know, when people say Pertwee's not a great actor, that's a beautiful bit of business. Yeah. And when he like says, no, oh, keep pouring, keep pouring the wine. Keep I'm sorry. Coffee.
0: In terms of business, do you remember in The Invasion of the Dinosaurs where they're trying to have a serious scene and he's putting like 900 sugars in his coffee? And all you're watching is when he's going to stop putting freaking sugar in his coffee. It's so good.
1: He, he's, yeah. What did Tom Baker call him? In Who's Doctor Who? Like a glittering light bulb. Yeah.
0: Glitters. Glitters. And he does. He really That's does. perfect description. Like a tall light bulb. But I think um, we. It needed an actor with some gravitas, and it needed an actor that pulled focus in the se- in the early seventies, because like. In the late 60s, the show kind of was losing its audience, wasn't it? Yeah. And it needed to make its mark again. And, you know, Color came in, the Earthbound setting came in, Pertwee came in, Barry Letts, Terra Sticks. It was almost like a perfect fusion of all these things. Yeah.
1: And it, like, I don't know. It's, it's like suddenly Do- Doctor Who goes through cycles as any show that lasts that long does. But it goes to like, it had sort of Dalek Mania peak in the mid-60s. And then never, the rest of the 60s were slow decline. Troughton comes in and it bounces up again a little bit because there's the, the sort of newness of it. But it's then, it's more or less a steady decline. And you could kind of see the show sort of dying in the early 70s. But some something about season seven, season eight, just seems to have chimed with people. And again.
0: That that's reversed, isn't it, in Pertwee's time. I think Pertwee's the only doctor to this point where the ratings climbed for and they yeah. and they kept climbing because the the ratings for season eleven were really strong. after of the Darks was getting ten odd million.
1: Yeah, and Tom Baker comes off. I know that Tom's era is um the one that sort of wins the plaudits now as it's the, the ultimate. Oh, these two are the uh, oh, yeah. actors that I <laughs> mentioned um, just before we started recording. Incredible performances here. You're a fine, You're Captain, fine Iron Captain Iron Ryan Ryan in the Great Hall. He is indeed a kindly and charitable man. That <laughs> I am reading all of this off my cue card.
0: Oh, a um, bit later on, though, where they're coming out and he does oh, that thing where he says to the guards, Oh,
1: look at this, and then just goes,
0: Hi! <laughs> I love that bit
1: That's so cool Oh I love them, Both in the little monk's habit yeah, that's um, cute. But yeah no, Tom gets great ratings In season 12 Yeah, But it's coming off the back of yeah. You know five years hard graft By Pertwee It wasn't like the show was struggling And then Tom saved it He was very much surfing on The success of like the And Pertwee, I think, I think know, there's
0: something Very stable and, um, very stable about perky's doctor that that
1: the audiences
0: found or the kids found reassuring and they kept coming back you know yeah and then every now and again they do something like the one with the maggots the one with the spiders where everyone's like oh my god have
1: you seen this week you know what's I, i i like i like how barry lex was always Wanted to start every new season with a bit of a like a hook, like hit the master and the new companion, and yeah. then it's the Daleks are coming back for the first time in colour, and it's like Patrick Troughton and William Hartnell are coming back for the tenth anniversary, yeah. even though it's the ninth anniversary. But it worked, and didn't it it,
0: and it's, it always works. So the ratings took, you know, they they rose each time.
1: Yeah, and then this is like see the new Doctor Who companion. Um, and an exciting new monster. So it's actually probably it's not as big a hook as uh, as um, as three, coming, back three and doctors, coming back for yeah. example, all the Daleks. But Sarah Jane is definitely the hook for this story, and it's the hook for the new season. If you look at the publicity photos for this, there's a lot of publicity photos of, like Sarah being menaced by links. There's like that brilliant yeah, photo yeah, yeah. I think, the 20th anniversary. What? Radio Times thing of her kind of trying to climb up the castle wall as Link's looms
0: behind what her, strange it very much
1: publicised as the new in, new girl gets introduced. Because it was publicised then,
0: as you know, the new companions, in, and that's the big kind of in for this story. When this came out on DVD, it, I think it was in the wake of um, Elizabeth Slade's death, or it might have been just before <laughs> that, and slapped on the cover was Sarah Jane's first story. So it was yeah. being republishised on the back of all of her appearances, and being marketed in the same way again. Um, See,
1: what, he's selling them four decades apart.
0: Aye. wow. She had staying power that Liz Sladen. She did.
1: What? How? Having finally sort of prized uh, one of the best kept secrets um, in Doctor Who production history out of him. Um, so. And finding out the original Sarah Jane was April Walker. How 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 would this work? Do you think if April Walker had been cast as Sarah Jane, or well, she was cast as Sarah Jane. Sorry. How how do you think it would have worked if per we hadn't kicked up a stink about April Walker being cast?
0: I've only ever seen her in one other thing, and she gives a very uh, towering performance, shall we say? I <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I I think. Pertwee needs a smaller woman. Not necessarily like an, an unconfident. No, shut up. He needs, he needs someone to protect. He needs someone to look after. And I don't think he could look after April Walker. His head would
1: barely come up to where her boobs are. Yeah, I think you would have, I think to steal Tom Baker's metaphor, you would end up with two glittering light bulbs competing is that what they're called for, these days the screen <laughs> i'm talking of course Matt, about john pertwick <laughs> filthy <laughs> glittering light bulbs
0: I'm talking, maybe three glittering light bulbs <laughs> yeah. but
1: you know, you know where i'm coming from i, th- I think i think i think i don't know where you're I'm
0: coming from, from.
1: no, no. <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> i'm sorry oh,
0: okay compose in yourself
1: towers, in faulty towers which is the only other thing to be found or the actually the only thing i've seen april walker in she almost looks like john perley she's got a sort of big blonde curly oh, no.
0: so it'd be like and having um, statuesque what's her name blanche from the golden girls yeah. and john perley
1: <laughs> yeah I, I do you think it would work because i
0: don't think it would work
1: no, I, as I said, I just I think it would be like having two light bulbs on screen, and they'd sort of cancel each other out. I I can't I can't imagine what Barry was thinking, and he made clearly he made the right decision second time round. And t- to give a credit, I'm sure April Walker's audition must have been fantastic yeah. for Barry to Barry let's cast him. But he's he savvy enough, isn't he? He's he's savvy
0: enough to say. Like this isn't right, let's try again.
1: Yeah. And if he'd been absolutely set on this is right for the show, he would have overruled Pertwee. Um, absolutely. Because Pertwee was not as powerful as I think he liked to make He better. liked to believe, yeah. <laughs>